0: Greetings citizens and welcome to the introducing the first appearance podcast this week WCW number one, the first appearance of Lex Luger with your hosts Mark Henley and Rob Avon
1: Introducing the first appearance podcast, this week we read WCW World Championship Wrestling number one from April 1992, written by Mike Lackey, pencils by Ron Wilson, inks by Don Hudson, colors by Nell Yamtov, letters by Phil Felix, editor Mike Rockwitz, editor-in-chief Tom DeFalco. This is the first appearance of Ron Simmons, Scott Steiner, Rick Steiner, Sting. Dustin Rhodes, Barry Windham, the Z Man, Tom Zank, L Gigante, Flying Brian Pillman, Paul E. Dangerously, Missy Hyatt, Jim Ross, Lex Luger, Terry Taylor, Diamond Stud, Johnny B. Bad, and Arn Anderson. With me as always, he's my co host and the TV champion, Rob Avon. What up, what up, what up? and we, we got a lot of first appearances right yeah uh and we got a special guest we got the founder of pop break the pop bill bodkin bill how you doing man
2: what's up guys i am stoked uh i like to say there was a couple other people we didn't mention introducing <laughs> the Ratmaster master pn news big van vader uh and uh, did we say Barry Windham.
1: We got Barry oh, Windham. <laughs> uh,
2: and are we also introducing Arne Anderson's Happy Trail.
0: Is this not Jim Ross's first appearance? This
1: is Jim Ross. Yeah. Did you say that? I said Jim Ross.
0: Oh, good. Okay.
2: There's <laughs> yeah, so
1: many. It's a lot of first appearances. You know, this is a, a a big comic to introduce a lot of big characters to the to the the comic book world. Yeah, physically big, and
0: also yeah. In their personalities
1: Let's start out Uh Rob What's your history With WCW
0: All right. Uh, As a kid I was a huge WWF fan Mm. When it When it was WWF And like WCW was like It was like the other Fucking wrestling Association So like When people got fired From WWF They went to WCW (laughs) And uh I feel like They were always like A a little bit Maybe more extreme Or like But it was kind of Like the same thing Yeah I um uh, when Hulk Hogan went to WCW, I watched it. Hollywood Hulk Hogan when he went like when he went evil. Did you cry when he went evil? Oh my god, it was, <laughs> that shit was devastating, man. When he, I was I was a total Hulkamaniac, and uh, and then uh, yeah, he was just like I did it for the money, <laughs> and I was I was just devastated. It was, it was heartbreaking.
1: Did you read these comics back in the day?
0: No, no, I didn't. I didn't know about
1: these comics back in the day <laughs> I I didn't either I didn't start watching wrestling until like 2002 So I know most of these people as old men Yeah uh, That, that were, were wrestling I think some of them were dead by the time I started <laughs> watching yeah. but, uh, were. but but Bill, you were, a, uh, you were a big WCW fan, right?
2: Okay, so yeah I actually f- own the physical copy of this particular comic book It is at my mom's house somewhere down in South Jersey Awesome, uh, <laughs> I can remember my dad bringing it home for me. I was sick, and he brought it home, and I remember reading it, like cover to cover, within like ten minutes. <laughs> um, I am like a unabashed wrestling fan, so much like everyone else. I'm probably a little older than you guys, I think. Um, so I started watching, obviously WWF, but I was, you know, being like second, third grade. I was sick a lot, so I would watch a lot of TV, and ESPN showed stuff like world-class from texas and awa from minnesota and later global from texas stuff from memphis and then nwa and jim crocker promotions on tbs me and my my dad and i found it while flipping through the channels and we fell in love with it like that this was a time when there was the horsemen and the road warriors Luger oh, yeah. and and so i was like all in on wcw like and ha- it was from probably 1989 until they closed their doors. Yeah. And this was a weird time for WCW, too, by the way. Because this was, like, right after Ric Flair left. Yeah. And so they were positioning, they're like, and Sid had left, and... The Road Warriors had left, and this is actually not long before Lex Luger left, and he's on the cover, um, (laughs) and they were positioning Lex Luger to be, like, the big bad guy, and this was a time where it was like, things were not going well for WCW, but it was also this weird post-Hulkamania hangover, so wrestling wasn't as popular, so it's a really weird time in wrestling, and it was also a weird time for Marvel to say, hey... Let's pick WCW for a comic book and not, you know, where WWF at the time, Ultimate Warrior, Hulk Hogan, Piper was still there, Macho Man. Like, all the big names were in WWF at the time.
1: Yeah, I actually, about on the Lex Luger thing, I believe Lex, this might even be, even be Lex Luger's only appearance in one of these comics. <laughs> like, he leaves the company, and then they're like, well, we just can't have him in the comic anymore, and mm. that kind of affects things. Um, coming into this... Uh, we did a previous wrestling comic a couple like a, about a year ago.
0: It was it was way, it was actually like two years ago. It was like
1: two years ago? We did WWE Superstars Number One written by Mick Foley, and oh it, nice, it might go down as the worst comic we've ever read. <laughs> um, it was
2: wow, because you know he's such a good writer though. Like his 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 biographies were awesome.
1: Yeah, he's a great he's great at like biographies, but he wrote like a crime noir where all the wrestlers spoke in their catchphrases. Oh, so God. it's real, real hard to read.
0: Yeah, it's it it's it's impenetrable. So by anybody,
1: I think. So for us, in terms of wrestling oh. comics, the bar is actually very, very low. So,
2: <laughs> well, <laughs> having been someone who's read this comic before, yeah, it's not going to be raised that much higher. <laughs> I
1: I think it will be a raise, though. Uh, as oh, as man. hard to believe as it will be. But um, I think we should uh, we should just jump into the comic. I think as we go through, we'll we'll find weird things to talk about. Uh, the comic, it, the weird thing with the cover. So let's get the cover. The cover is weird because it's a photo of Lex Luger.
0: Are we gonna talk about Lex Luger's legal problems at all, or no?
1: What I mean, what do you want to say about them?
0: <laughs> <laughs> I just, I mean, he's on the cover of the comic. No.
1: Yeah. Well, it's uh. Well, because I don't know what you want to get into. Do you want to get into like the the death of fucking Miss Elizabeth? <laughs> <laughs> seems like a dark I mean, w- seems like a dark way and, to start.
2: <laughs> I, I mean, if you see Lex Luger now, man, he is a shell of of this. Yeah, and yeah. and you know, I, I mean, I don't know if you guys know, but did you guys see the wrestler? Yes. Okay, so all the stuff with Randy the Ram. There's a lot of stuff where they just basically superimposed. Mickey Rourke's face on top of like old pictures of Lex Luger.
1: <laughs> that that makes a lot of sense. Well so and yeah. <laughs> so I missed Luger back in the day. Uh, what was it like? What was Luger's what was the impression of Luger back in the day? Like people love Luger or was he like people casual fans liked him? Like what was your guys' feeling on Lex Luger in the nineties?
2: Um
1: it, Yeah, go it, you go ahead, Bill.
2: it's it, it's a tale of two Lex Lugers really, because W W F Lex Luger Was it? it, It's actually like kind of a tale of three because it was like when I first saw Lex Luger was probably eighty nine, so he was still a heel, but he was like people liked him, and then he could turn complete baby face. He was like teaming with Sting against the Horsemen, and he was super over, and he didn't really. He's not would never be like confused with like Daniel Bryan or someone who's really good as at wrestling, Mm -hmm. but he had the look. He had like the charisma he had the human torture rack as his finisher and then they tried to make him Ric Flair as the heel and that never like fully got over like his whole turn on sting everyone's like oh you're you're a bastard but after that it was like okay then he went to WWF and he just like floundered there
0: yeah I really I only remember him from WWF really Mm -hmm. and I I just picture him as not much having not like his personality wasn't really big enough to like I don't know to like win me over at all. Like any time he was on, I kind of was just like I sort of tuned out. Yeah, because he
2: was he was he was like the body guy in WCW. Like he was the big hulking,
0: well yeah, muscle
2: guy that WCW really wasn't overly known for. But then when he came to WWF, and actually he didn't come to WWF, he went to because I, I just saw this on Wikipedia. He went to the WBF, Vince McMahon's short-lived World Bodybuilding Federation. <laughs> which, if you ever see that, is the biggest, and we can swear on this. I'm just I'm oh, sorry, yeah, right? biggest pile of shit ever. It was just like Vince was really into like bodybuilding, and he's like, oh, we're gonna put let's put Luger in there. He's gonna be <laughs> fucking great, and he no, was. Everything Vince. about it was, was terrible. <laughs> I got that Vince McMahon from uh, Luke Gallows from WWE. He had a great podcast. with <laughs> Anderson, They used to get drunk in Japan and just like swear and talk about Shelton Benjamin's penis. And it was great. <laughs> so it was always like, ah, that's basically a Vince McMahon. But yeah, then he became, he was introduced as the narcissist and he never had the same fire because he was always like, he had really good guys he could bounce off of in WCW like, he could wrestle Sting and Flair and and Arn Anderson, all these guys who could go and make him look good. And then he got to WWF, and it was like those guys really weren't there. So except for like Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels, I don't think he really wrestled Shawn Michaels. So he never really had a memorable thing to do outside of slamming Yokozuna, uh, yeah. which was still mad cheesy. Yeah.
1: But... <laughs> Didn't he drive a bus around the Lexus?
2: Lex Express, because they were determined to make he's the all-American hero, and nobody bought it. <laughs> nobody cared. Like the only time he was really over was he teamed with Davy Boy Smith as the Allied Powers, and people were like, "Oh, well, we like him. We like Davy Boy. Okay, we'll cheer for you too, Lex." And then he went back to WCW before
1: he knew it. Rob, can you corroborate this? <laughs> were you not uh, a boy that wanted to ride the Lex Express? <laughs> Yeah. I, I feel like I'm totally out on this whole
0: conversation. <laughs> I, uh, I
2: basically talked like my nerddom with wrestling. It's no, and like, I, I, very com-
0: no, I totally respect it. I have like, like I said, like I watched it when I was a kid and then, um, I dropped out of it and then like, I got into it, uh, during the like attitude era before that's what it was called and what not. And then like, I dropped out of it again. Um, but I don't remember a damn thing. <laughs> so uh, I'm like
2: f I'm I'm a legit like fourth generation wrestling fan. That's awesome. So it's like <laughs> so it's like my it's like my great grandmother, grandmother, dad, me. So it was like <laughs> I watched a lot of wrestling, guys And also was very heavy in my twenties. So I watched a lot of wrestling, not a lot of games, <laughs> So Yeah.
1: Well, let's get let's go a little deeper into this. Uh, this is the first body slam and collectors issue. <laughs> I l- okay.
2: Can I can I ask you guys a question? Because yeah. I'm not the biggest comic book guy. But is it weird that like here's a comic book and here's a like a a photo of Lex Luger? I know yeah. it's, it's very part-
0: weird to have a photo. It's on there. Definitely weird. It's especially weird because it's not like it's not for this comic. Clearly, like this was a, during a match that like somebody at the side of the ring took the picture. Yeah. And then somebody just grabbed it and was like, make it
1: the cover. We're moving on. <laughs> I,
2: I also feel like this was a picture two or three years before this actually happened.
1: Yeah. Well, my, I, uh, one thing about the picture is that when you get to the very first page of the comic, there's a drawing of Lex Luger. And it's weird because the drawing looks real fucked up. Like his face, <laughs> like you, you look at the you look at the cover and Lex Luger, you're like, oh, that's a handsome guy. And then you go to the front page of a drawing of Luger, and you're like, oh, that guy's deformed. <laughs> he has a weird like he, he has a weird he, face.
2: But like spoilers, that's probably the closest representation of guys they drew, <laughs> outside of Sting because he has face paint. Everyone else, I look, I'm like, that looks nothing like anybody. <laughs> yeah. <laughs>
1: Yeah, we'll 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 get into there, but uh, some people I feel like they don't even actually draw. Um, no, they don't. But we'll yeah, cool. yeah we'll, we'll we'll do it. Another thing about this, is I I like that it starts by uh, using body slamming as if it's a adjective, <laughs> which it's not. It's very much not an adjective. Uh, but yeah, it starts out with this like huge drawing of Lex Luger above, you know, above this whole thing, and you have this whole thing where that they 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 start the legend of Lex Luger. They're like. His name is Lex Luger, and he's the WCW World's Heavyweight Champion. The Total Package. The winning combination of speed, muscle, and intelligence. And the intelligence part's weird to me, because one of the big things I know about Lex Luger is uh, there's a famous video where he uh, gets really angry and can't take a shirt off. <laughs> he, <laughs> he gets stuck in a t-shirt while he's like screaming yeah. at somebody, and he's just, like, he's not intelligent. He can't take a yeah, shirt he off. He's not. He's yeah. <laughs> so... He's he's locked
0: in on that shirt. He can't. Yeah. How how smart can that man yeah, be? How, yeah, yeah. Let,
1: let's settle down. He's Lex Luger. He's not like the. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um. They also talk about how he uh, when he's in the ring, he's li- likely to break a few necks and not care. Yeah. Which is super weird is, to, to so, read.
0: So he's at this point, he's not a he's not a, a face, right? He's a heel. He's the heel. Yeah.
2: Yeah, when he became champion after Flair left, they were like, "Okay, you're Ric Flair now."
0: Right, and nobody can be Ric Flair, but yeah, Ric Flair. Yeah, it, it,
2: it didn't really work too
0: well no. for him. Uh, that, that's weird that to start off like to kick off this comic with like Lex Luger on the cover and him on the fir- first page, yeah. knowing that he's like the bad guy. I don't know. Was he ever like a charismatic like a charismatic guy? I
2: don't know. well, he was in in a sense when he, uh, but like the thing that it's like with WCW at the time was it, Sting was the guy, right? It was always Sting. He was the he was the John Cena of WCW. He wasn't like the best wrestler in the world, but like kids loved him, super charismatic, and he could pretty much hold his own against anyone. So for me, I'm like that would have made way more sense. That Sting on the front page, but instead they're making Luger, like the prime focus, and put him behind a huge red circle, which again I don't get.
1: Yeah, they uh. So we the comic goes on, and we get to a whole point where all the uh, the guys are getting dressed because there's gonna be a 15 man battle royal. Love the which battle so royal.
2: Which is a weird I get I get why they did it, but it's like so like like random that it's like let's start off this comic with a battle royal. It's just like let's start off in the worst match you possibly can.
1: <laughs> well so let's start off let's get all the characters in and we see them that, all that is what it is. It's
2: yeah.
0: just like introducing all these characters. They're all wrestling at once. <laughs> like we're gonna start with like the most action. So much so that it's like confusing.
1: Yeah. and, and,
2: and... and... And there's no way the battle royal is the most dangerous contest in wrestling. <laughs> <laughs>
1: yeah, and, and we get to see a drawing of everybody, and they got their names next to them. We got to see Ron Simmons, Terry Taylor, El Gigante. Um, who are you guys most excited to see uh, going into this? Like, like who, who, if you were, if you were watching this on TV, who would you be rooting for to win this battle royal? Oh man. I don't know. You don't know? <laughs> I'm I'm a Ron Simmons guy. I, I also like that the natural Dustin Rhodes is there. Rob, do you know Dustin oh, Rhodes? Yeah. Dustin yeah, yep. Rhodes. He's the Gold Dust. Oh. So it's like Gold Dust before Gold Dust. Where is he? He's I also think... interesting to me oh, because all the way at the end there. they basically never draw his face. Yeah. Like I like to imagine that the artist didn't even know what Dustin Rhodes looked like. He just had a uh, name written down and they just... Yeah.
2: Do you guys know who the Diamond Stud is?
1: Uh, I don't know who the Diamond Stud is.
2: That is none other than Scott Hall, aka Razor Ramon. Hey. <laughs> Scott
1: Hall? <laughs>
2: that's Scott Hall. He was in WCW for like a, like a minute. Yeah. Um, he was managed by Diamond Dallas Page, and you know, so that's why he was, because I think it was like DDP's. He used to manage the Freebirds, then Freebirds left, and then he was like, ah, oh, I have the Diamond Exchange, which is my stable of guys, and it was the Diamond Stud. Scott Hall, and he was, like, in a random main event, like, uh, war games, and then the last time I saw him, he wrestled Z-Man and got pinned in, like, two minutes in, like, a split screen, because they were, like, following Cactus Jack and Van Hammer, like, battling through an arena. So it was, like, his last match in WCW, he got pinned in, like, the top left-hand corner of her screen. (laughs) I, uh... But I was also... I was a huge Big Van Vader mark during that time, because he was, like... He was the man back then. Cause he was like super big. He, he was like agile and like he legit, every time he hits somebody you're like he will, like, he will kill somebody. And at that time, I think he had actually paralyzed the guy with a power bomb.
1: Nice. And then
2: that same year took off half of McFoley's ear. So
1: yeah, I was and, excited yeah. to see, uh, some Scott Steiner cause Scott Steiner in real life is a fucking weirdo. Um, yeah. And
2: this, this was pre, um, Big Papa Pump.
1: Yeah, before Scott Scott Steiner in this one he looks like just like a a, a young wrestler guy. Yeah. But Scott Steiner eventually uh goes like full steroids. uh uh-huh. He has muscles that are like they're like squares, like his biceps are like they're gross looking. Yeah. They're so big and he calls himself Big Papa Pump and he's just a fucking maniac. What what are he his now, uh, he views?
2: Now, he, now, um, he owns a shoney's in uh in Atlanta now. He owns a
1: shonies. What is that? <laughs>
2: <laughs> it's like a, it's like a southern like, kind of breakfast, lunch, and dinner type place. They're known hey. for their biscuits and gravy.
0: You know what? Good for him. He, you know, a lot of these guys, they don't, they don't have any sort of retirement plan. <laughs> he doesn't. Scott Snyder doesn't really have views. He just has weird shit that he will say. I think I saw him in an interview say that Macho Man Randy Savage had sex with uh, Stephanie McMahon. Class, I, I believe it. Oh, <laughs> I think
2: that's the that's an urban legend why yeah. Macho Man got fired, yeah, right.
0: That right, and I think he was in an interview, he he confirmed that,
1: <laughs> yeah, he's a real mush mouth. That Scott Steiner, <laughs> yeah, imagine he's like the, <laughs> the, the Macho Man, he had sex with Stephen McMahon. He's like, I saw it, <laughs> I
2: saw it, he's <laughs> the worst and the best at the same time. He's like that lovable psychopath,
1: yeah, um. Also, uh, in terms of drawings of these people, uh, I don't know the person Z-Man, but they draw him to be, like, the way they draw him, they draw him as if he's, like, the most beautiful man in the world.
2: T- Tom Zank was not an unattractive dude. I can say <laughs> that securely. He, he was pretty cut. Yeah. But, like, they they make him out to be, like, a god, but he he wasn't a top guy. Yeah. But they definitely paid the most attention to him drawing him.
1: Yeah. And then we see Sting, and Sting, he's, he's surrounded by all these children wearing Sting makeup. Although the, the children's Sting makeup is all like a little bit off. It's like they, they get the basic idea of what Sting makeup should look like, and oh, then they yeah, just but, express themselves their own way. They're kids. Yeah. Well, it's that, that, it,
2: Yeah. That blonde kid with the jacket looks like he should be a mutant from like. <laughs> like yeah, he, he doesn't have the right be colors. Be. I know. He's like, he's like, uh, I'm an alpha flight guys. And you're like, oh. <laughs> you got relegated to that.
0: I like that. uh, this is old sting before he went like, the yeah, crow. yeah, this is blonde sting. Yeah. Uh,
1: so we get to the match and the match starts and we have our, uh, all of our announcers. We have Jim Ross, Paulie dangerously, Paul Hammond nowadays hey. and Missy wow. Hyatt.
2: Paulie dangerously looks like a Dick Tracy Sergeant. Like he's just like yelling at Dick Tracy to go do something. Like yeah, he's like starting trouble, but you know what? I still respect him. You know that looks nothing like Paul Heyman.
1: Paul Paul Heyman looks arguably the least like how he should look. Like that's just a drawing of Jim a Ross different man.
2: Is, Jim Ross does look kind of similar.
1: He looks kind of Jim Ross. Yeah, that that one panel where it's
0: it's like in two pages where it's just him. Yeah, that looks pretty. <laughs> That the, looks like a Jim Ross.
1: There's also a runner that uh, Paul Heyman can't quite get his headset together. And I don't know what that is or if that comes. I don't even think it comes into play later, but he keeps talking about his headset. It's just fun. And I was like, "What's? why is his headset broken or something? And he yeah. just keeps, I guess it adds some naturalism to it. Yeah. <laughs> which is like, you know, the technical difficulties and shit. Um, but we find out that this is a match where if you win, you get to uh, you get a trophy. Wrestler of the year. Yeah. You get a donation to charity and you get a shot at Lex Luger's world title, baby. Nice. So the match starts and immediately, um Terry Taylor is punching Dustin Rhodes the natural with a fist. Which is Terry
2: Taylor has never been that diesel, by the way.
1: (laughs) Never been that Uh, Jack?
2: He's never been that diesel. I I I, most people don't know who Terry Taylor is. He was in W W F. He was the red rooster back in the day. Okay. But yeah, never that jacked. He was always kind of like this, like kind of like dad bod type guy.
1: Rob, Rob doesn't know the Red Rooster. <laughs>
0: I'm not familiar with the Red Rooster. I do. I I do miss those guys though, um, that could wrestle and be like a hundred pounds overweight.
2: <laughs> he never was overweight. He was just kind of undefined.
0: Yeah. I, I miss oh, the- like the. Du- like Dusty Rhodes Like the original Like Dusty Rhodes Oh yeah
1: Dusty Rhodes Is like a weird brown spot In his stomach too Yeah it was great. What was that? I don't know
2: um, Kevin Owens is basically that now Yeah and He's just like Eh I'm fat I got a weird beard And whatever dude Yeah but, but Kevin
1: Dustin... Owens is isn't He's like a little fat Like Dusty Rhodes Was a fucking It's all over the place uh,
2: Yeah Also Dustin Rhodes I guess that's who he's Punching right now Yeah Also Never that jack He was always <laughs> Just kind of this lanky, skinny, fat guy. Yeah, and he's like no.
1: There's a reason Goldust wore a full, a full body outfit, yeah, a full unitard. Really. <laughs> um, yeah, does. he still does. He wore the full unitard. Uh, so Sting gets angry that that uh, Terry Taylor is breaking the rules, and we punches him with a closed fist. So he kicks him right out the ring. Yeah, he's a, he's he's refereeing this thing. <laughs> I mean, I mean, I know it is no holds barred, but you know, come on, like a, you, a you got to bar some of them. Yeah, come you got bar, you got bar fists. It's It's just not right. Yeah. Did you know? Uh,
2: by the way, Sting never used a uh, uh, Bruce Lee kick like that. I've watched him for a long time. He never did that. Yeah.
1: So while uh, while Paul is still having microphone trouble, uh, all the all the creepy Sting kids. Yeah, they're like. Are so <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, they're like so into this, and. Uh, Johnny yes. Johnny B. Bad um, Oh wait These
0: kids right The one girl is like Sting's gonna win And then the boy is like No way
1: Diamond Stud's the best They should have been like Get your fucking paint off that face Well yeah Why There's is he Sting King. King Don't paint. be fucking rooting for Diamond Stud
2: No one rooted for Diamond Stud ever <laughs> by the
1: way uh, Johnny B. Bad He uh, he goes You're flying Brian Pillman Why don't you fly out of the ring And just Drop kicks him out of the ring Sick burn R.I.P. Brian I, Pillman I, um, And
2: by the way, who? no one jumps that high. Yeah. And like that impact is so illogical.
1: <laughs> who,
2: <laughs> it's it's like Flying Brian, when falling, yeah. would die <laughs> from that impact because he's literally probably 10 feet in the air going to fall on his head.
1: Who is Johnny B. Bad? I don't know this guy.
2: Uh, Johnny B. Badd was uh, in WWF for a brief time as Mark Merrow, husband of Sable.
1: That's Mark Merrow? Yeah,
2: yeah he, he came in. He was, uh, yeah. So he was also, like, they he, Johnny B. Badd, he was basically like a Little Richard type character. He was very flamboyant. Okay. And he, he used to have, like, a confetti gun and stuff like that. You'll see some of Johnny B. Badd's great lines later in this comic. Is...
1: Is Mark Marrow the one that's like a uh, like a male escort now?
2: That's Buff Bagwell.
1: Oh, that's Buff Bagwell. Okay. Wait, what? <laughs> oh yeah. You, <laughs> you no, can
2: that's,
1: you that's can go to you can go to Las Vegas and pay to have sex with Buff Bagwell. Huh. He's in
2: that show. He's in a Showtime show called, or was I guess called, Gigolos. Yeah, I guess you which be is about. One. Yeah. I mean, I don't assume anything. Mark.
0: <laughs> huh. All right. Yeah,
1: famous gigolo, Buff Backwell. All right. Well, if I'm ever in Vegas. Um... <laughs> It'll stay in Vegas, baby. Hey. um, So, yeah, people are booing. Someone's like, bad's a cad. And another guy goes, Johnny ba- Johnny B. Bad stinks on ice. Yeah, I mean, these are great insults. Yeah, these are sick burns. I've only ever heard stinks on ice from this, like, 90s uh, children's show called Rocket Power. <laughs> stinks I, I've on never ice. heard of that show. Oh, it was about these cool to... skateboard kids, and they would say "stinks on ice."
2: Hmm. Jeez, that is, that is <laughs> <great. Yeah. laughs>
0: your your deep cut weird show. Is it a cartoon, or is it a like with real kids? Oh
1: no, Rocket Power is a cartoon.
0: Okay, they were
2: that is that is deep cut, man. I've never heard of Rocket Power.
1: Yeah, did they were their skateboards Rocket Power? No, they no, their last name was Rocket. Shut up! They were (laughs) you. Shut up! It was (laughs) Auto Rocket and Reggie Rocket, and they would uh, they would skateboard and sometimes they would rollerblade and stuff. All right.
2: (laughs) (laughs) Well, I gotta say, Jim Ross really likes Jim Ross there. They really got all his chips in this uh, in this panel.
0: (laughs) Yeah. This I don't know. (laughs) What
2: I, I don't know I don't know who the Diamond Stud is hitting by the way in this frame. He basically throws him into the ropes with both hands with such velocity and then karate chops him with the sound effect splacked. Um, (laughs) And I don't know who that is. I really don't understand who that human being is. We have not been introduced to him.
1: (laughs) It's probably Dustin. His brown hair though. So next we got a really cool panel where El Gigante is like fighting off like three guys. With a, with a complete lack of expression on his face, yeah, like it's boring is, to him. That is
2: true. That is true to life. He literally <laughs> had zero expression. He was actually a former. Um, so here's, let me push my glasses on my nose for the nerd power. <laughs> is Ted Turner signed him to be a center for the Atlanta Hawks, and he was terrible because, but he was seven feet seven, so he was huge. So they put him in WCW. Yeah, and he was fucking terrible. <laughs> And then WWF's like, no, we're going to sign him and make him Giant Gonzalez Ugh. and have him fight The Undertaker. But we're going to put him in a weird flesh suit with hair.
1: Yeah, the Giant then, Gonzalez costume is maybe the grossest costume in the history of wrestling. <laughs> Do you know it, Rob? No. It's like, it's imagine if you were wearing a naked man costume with no penis. I know what you're talking <laughs> about,
0: actually. And
2: then, and then, what was his name? His name was Giant Gonzalez. Yeah, I
1: yeah. remember that guy. It's rough. And, yeah, it's pretty and bad. He, and,
2: and they had hair in strategic places. Yeah,
1: I remember that. The only reason he gets brought up to this day is because he was uh, part of Undertaker's win streak at WrestleMania, where Undertaker won like 22 WrestleManias yeah. in a row. And shit, so he was part of that. Um, yeah. Yeah, so so El Gigante gets thrown over the top rope. And w- when they throw him over, he doesn't even look scared that he's about to like land on his head. He just looks annoyed. And he yells, Gah! Um but yeah he's so sweet,
2: he's got a sweet soccer mullet in
1: this one. Yeah. Uh so then fucking Johnny be bad, he uh he eliminates the Z man. Um and they're they're the, the the match is going on. There's a real weird part where they draw like Missy Hyatt with almost no expression on her face. Uh, really bummed me out. Can we
2: talk about we talk about Johnny B. Bad's, uh in the second panel of this, like the way they lit him yeah. so much. So he looks like almost bleached out. Like he's like a, from hell.
1: It looks like he's holding a uh, like a, a flashlight underneath his face and it's lighting and him to like, the wrong side.
2: And his reason that he'll, the Z man will never beat him is because he's bros. He's a, I am as brassy as I am beautiful.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's, he's a sassy guy. The Z man. Uh, but you know, t- uh, Ron Simmons steps up to make him pay, and he fucking he's like twisting Johnny B Bad's wrist, and Johnny B Bad, uh, as his wh- wrist is getting trip like twisted, he's like, my wrist, you're hurting me, like he really. Nowy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Gets Irish whipped to the corner, pulled his hair, and he goes, "Ow, my hair, I." I like it, tutti frutti, oh Rudy. Like he just kind of really goes full. He goes, he goes full Richard. Yeah, full Richard on that one. Yeah. Yeah. And then a bunch of a uh, bunch of guys, a bunch bunch of strange guys show up. Yeah, a shadowy government. A shadowy uh, government shows up. These yeah. these guys in trench coats and black ho- black masks and black uh, uh, fedoras show like- up.
2: It's like Rorschach and Doctor Manhattan had a kid. and They yeah. all entered WCW. Show. <laughs> it, it's the
1: thing, co- things, the, the things disguised.
0: Yeah, it, it, <laughs> it looks like uh, that. You ever watch that show like uh, about the magic and it, it's the guy who shows you how all the magic tricks are done. <laughs> and he wears the mask yeah. so like he could stay in the magician's guild. It's three they of those the guys.
2: Same, they did the same thing about wrestling, where they did wrestling's secrets revealed, and it was all dudes in masks, like. <laughs> Showing you It's just like Here's a plant This old grandmother Isn't really Just an angry fan She works for them And you're like oh, okay
1: So So they start They start pushing The Sting kids Out of the way So they could get To the front row Yeah You know And they're like We'll tell Sting And they're like We don't care We're adults Like you're, it doesn't matter Like you can't You can tell Sting Whatever yeah, You can't He's not an authority figure Like you can't <laughs> He's not gonna do anything So then uh Bill's boy Barry Wyndham Is eliminated By Johnny B. Badd
2: Barry Wyndham, very underrated, and it was complete shit that he was eliminated by Johnny B. Bad. A man of lesser caliber than
1: me. <laughs> so uh Sting goes to throw Johnny B. Bad out, out the top rope, and you know what he does? He holds on. What? He's hanging. He's hanging from there. He's 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 not out yet. Uh then everyone jumps on PN News.
2: The Ratmaster.
1: Yeah, is he a Ratmaster?
2: Oh no, he was he was the shits. And he, <laughs> he used to come out and he, way, first off, way paler than this. And I don't know why he's still wrestling in his sunglasses and hat, uh, much like the Diamond Stud wrestled with his sunglasses on this whole comic book. Um, he used to come out and basically do the, like, I can't even do it. It's, like, described like that Arsenio Hall, like, the one that arm. Like kinda like he's mixing something in air. Okay, yeah, 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 the who, and, and, the barking,
0: yeah. the Arsenio. Yeah, yeah.
2: Yeah, but he didn't bark, he would just uh scream out, Yo baby, yo baby, yo and then the crowd <laughs> would yell back at him. And then it, he would get at the most elementary rap humanly possible. He'd rap like two things.
1: <laughs> yo the baby, only... yo baby, yo, yo baby, yo baby, yo. So
2: that's that was literally his thing, man. Well, My
1: name's <laughs> PN News, and I'm here to say I'm right here, and I'm gonna stay. Yo baby, yo baby, yo. Yeah, I mean he does.
2: Again, again you're shooting for the hit man. That is very similar <laughs>
1: to what he would do. I mean, he ra- This is
0: his dialogue here. It's rapping. What does he say? Um. My name is PM News, and you're gonna see ten thousand bucks go to my charity.
1: (laughs) Yo, baby, yo, yo, baby, yo! Out of the ring, you'll go.
2: The best thing was like ten years later, ECW brought him in, and then like he did the same thing, and every and like just as a bad guy, everyone just like shit on him and threw (laughs) stuff at him.
1: Yeah, fuck you. During the (laughs) rap, uh, one of the guys loses his teeth. And he's on, it's on the ground saying, Matoof, Matoof.
2: It's definitely Dustin Rhodes. Yeah, Dustin
1: but... Rhodes. Dustin Rhodes is a real tough go of it. However, uh, then uh, Rick Steiner, the dog-faced gremlin, uh, he gets thrown over the top rope. By, um, by Arn Anderson.
0: PN News now looks so much like Fat Joe. <laughs> and, oh, today? Yeah.
2: He really does. No, they're very similar. Oh, my God. I really feel like the way they drew Rick Steiner in this, they were like, okay, guys, you remember Shipwreck from G.I. Joe? That's it. Really emphasize the mustache here. So,
1: so the the Shadow guys, they, they're like heckling Rick Steiner. They're like, Stick to tag team wrestling Singles competition can be dangerous And he goes to shit talk them back But then his like ankle hurts He's like ow oh, my ankle And then uh, uh, What happens is Scott Steiner He's in the ring he's jumping on people But then he, he has a, a sort of He sees his brother's hurt and he's you know what It's not worth it you know I want to wrestle Luger But it's more important that I'm here For my brother now That's that's nonsense. And he eliminates himself from the match Do you think he should have done that brother. I don't believe for a second the real Scott Steiner would ever do this. Well, what a, do you think he oh, should the, have though? The what? I
2: don't know. Nineteen ninety-two Scott Steiner might have done that.
1: 2000, 2010, Scott Steiner wrestling in TNA would not do this.
2: No, he would ask. He would tell you to holler if you hear him. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> he's the big bad booty daddy. Yeah, and he is.
1: He, it's undeniable. He was a big bad booty daddy.
2: You know, he has that big. Um, he had that big like uh, like cross and heart tattoo right in the middle of his chest. Then he filled it in like his pecs. He put it like an American eagle, like a bald eagle, and the American flag going down like his arm. I think he's got like crazy ink now. <laughs>
1: That's good. he should because he's a lunatic and he should have that stuff.
2: And still just diesel as shit.
1: <laughs> he like uh, Rob. He had like this thing where he like he dyed his hair blonde and he had like a blonde goatee with like a black tip on it. Yeah, no, and he I, got I re- see. that. I just,
2: that has not changed, by the way.
1: He got like really jacked, and then they, they had this other guy in TNA wrestling named Petey Williams get the same haircut and look. Yeah, and he started calling himself Little Petey Pump. And that guy said that when uh, he introduced Scott to his wife, Scott went up to went up to his wife and said, "You've had the little man. How about you get the real thing now, baby?" Oh my God. And he's like, "Scott, what are you doing? Like, <laughs> this is real life. Like, What the hell are you doing?" <laughs>
0: Oh, uh, Scott, this is my
1: actual wife. Yeah. We're not on TV right now. I think he was like, he, like he thought it was funny because you know Scott's a lunatic, but yeah. he was still like, like, like come on, like, like, let's let's not. Is he
0: just wearing like chainmail on his head there? Uh, yeah. I
2: said, yeah, he does that. He he would wear chainmail, and then he would have in WCW at the end he had his freaks. His uh, he would just bring women that looked like porn stars to the ring with him, no. and they were what all of his freaks, daddy, and he would bring to the ring. <laughs> Uh, wow! Can we talk? About, can we talk about the next panel where there's uh Sting has Arn Anderson, who's rocking the Bill Bodkin gray beard right now, <laughs> um, and there's a thing that just says, "Ew, Sting is touching Arn Anderson." <laughs> what does that mean?
1: I think. Well, I think that like the the narration is supposed to be the different announcers, so I guess Missy Hyatt thinks that Arn Anderson's so gross that it's gross that Sting would touch him.
2: Arn Anderson always looked like a forty-five-year-old, like, beer league softball player. Like, <laughs> he could have been twenty, and he just looked that way.
1: Yeah. Well, after that whole thing, Sting uh, pile drives Arn Anderson in a effort to to sort of do like a wrestling cuck move to Lex Luger because that's Lex Luger's move. Yeah.
2: And it really wasn't, but it kind of was. But like, also, <laughs> like, if you ever like that move, looks like someone's like. I have here's two plastic wrestling figures, and I'm gonna do this move. And that's how Arn Anderson lands. Because if he really landed that way, he'd be fucking dead.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> if for his efforts, uh, Sting gets karate chopped in the throat and then just like falls over, and his fans are like, Get up, Sting, please. Like, like begging him. Uh, I was just like, funny that that was like a, like a chop to the throat all of a sudden. He's just fucking dead. Uh, then everyone starts, like, ganging up on Big Van Vader. You know, it's been too much. And then... Uh, can, uh,
2: we, can we talk about how um, Ron Simmons just went black and white? Yeah. And well, lost he lost all pigment in his skin?
1: <laughs> yeah, they, they draw him black and white. And he just loses his fucking mind. And he's like, I can win this. I will win this. And Luger, the like these guys, is going down. He's like, he jumping kicks, like, three people out of the ring. And once we... We'll,
2: he basically lo- turns turns into Michael Dudikoff's sidekick from American Ninja. In that one scene, he basically does a kick and six one nines himself back into the <laughs> ring with one hand. Yeah, which he- Ron Simmons never fucking did.
1: No, Ron Simmons was not that type of a guy. Uh, Rob, you're not familiar with Ron Simmons, are you? No, I don't know. He was who that the is. first uh, African American person to win the world championship. Oh, he also well, you might actually- recognize him from WWF as Farouk of the mm. APA. Yeah. You know, I know Farouk. Damn. Yeah, and and then later years, he uh he they would have him walk out every once in a while, and he would just say the word "damn." Yeah, when something crazy had happened. Yeah, like someone would do something, and he'd walk out, and he'd go "damn," and everyone would cheer. Yeah, <laughs> the solid bit. Um, <laughs> so much, yeah, Ron Simmons bit. eliminates Arn Anderson, and uh, and I think he eliminates um, the, Vader. Yeah, he, oh, but Dustin Rhodes and almost Vader. Almost made her. Yeah, I remember that's because, like, I remember like seeing them, and they're like, he doesn't eliminate Dustin. They don't even draw a Dustin Rhodes' gang eliminated, basically. Well, you see a guy's back. So then they, they all start, like, beating people up. And Ron Simmons does something that they call the double reverse face stretch, where he just, like, double fish hooks, uh, fucking Johnny B. Bad. And I was like, the fuck, like, that's not a wrestling move. That's ridiculous just do that. Hmm. Um,.
2: Again, Scott Hall would never do that, you know. Ryu kick to pick yeah. Ben Vader.
1: <laughs>
2: Still with the sunglasses on, by the way.
1: Yeah, Vader's getting heckled by uh, the guys in the the those guys, you know, the, the Statler and Waldorf people. Right. The mysterious ones. Uh, what's his name? Who who does the gorilla press? Oh, oh yeah, Diamond Stud. The gorilla Press's PN News out of the ring. And Diamond
2: Stud who finally loses his sunglasses and looks like he's possessed by a demon. Yeah. Because his eyes are totally black.
1: And PN News raps as he goes down, like as he's like leaving the ring. There he's like falling it. through the air and he's like You're gonna do that rap? Yeah, you wanna do a rap? No, no, you can do it. He's like, My name is P News, and I got this fresh rap. When I hit the big floor, I'm gonna make a big splat and he hits and uh and that's it, and then fucking match keeps going on Ron Simmons is a bulldog which is drawn surprisingly well
2: Mark you missed the best line of the what um, a kid tells him that was a stupid dope match <laughs>
1: yeah I, I don't know what that's about uh Diamond uh no Jimmy Bad gets double kicked out of the ring but he, he manages to hold on again fucking Mark is a real Shawn Michaels in this where he's just able to not get eliminated over and, and over again
2: and, and almost completely impossible the way he's holding, he was falling out and held on. He would literally have to have caught that with his hands on the way down. Then like somehow flipped his body around without tearing both his rotator cuffs off his body.
1: Yeah. So the diamond stud and Johnny B bad, they're just ground and pound and staying in Ron Simmons. They're the last four in the match. And you know, the bad guys are teaming up, but Ron Simmons, he makes his comeback and he's throwing them around. And he's angry and he's, he's eliminating uh Diamond Stud and you know, he's throwing Johnny B. Bad at no and Sting's like throwing Johnny B. Bad around, and Sting has a really weird really interesting monologue to me as he's beating up Johnny B Bad. Um actually wait, no, before that, uh Sting eliminates Diamond Stud, but he does it like sneakily. Well, and the thing froze again. Yeah, he 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 like he he eliminates he, he basically does a sort of like underhanded thing to, to do it. He, he pretends to be down and he throws out Diamond Stud and Johnny B. Bat immediately calls him out on it. He's like, oh yeah, big man, get the stud while his back is turned. Isn't that cheating? You tutti-frutti good guys aren't no different from us bad guys. We just make no bones about cheating like you did. And then Sting is like, it's a legal move, so shut up, okay? <laughs> <laughs> shut up.
2: Oh, oh, this is a great speech. Yeah. Wrestling is a, wrestling's a sport, the only true sport. No wimpy times at timeouts, no padding or protection. We work for our reputation, stinking her reputation's every stinking night. No, you work for pay, asshole. Yeah, also <laughs> the
1: only reason you're able to work every night and not have padding like that is because it's not a real thing. Like you couldn't UFC every night because you would die like immediately, oh, you know. I should UFC every night. You should UFC every night. <laughs> yeah. You know that that's that's why they do that's because they're they're not actually fighting. So you can you can do it over and over and over again.
2: Do you guys ever like sit at home and you're like, man, what do you guys want to do tonight? I'm like, I want to UFC tonight. <laughs> yeah. Friends are like, fuck yeah. We do.
1: <laughs> Let's not play touch football tonight. Let's UFC each other. All right. <laughs> well, all
2: right, guys. <laughs> I, I like how now uh, Sting gets tossed by Johnny B. Bad. Yeah. As he, he was going, all, he was going all Super Saiyan, flying into the corner.
1: Yeah, he gets eliminated, and he's like, next time you telegraph something, use Western Union. He like, he, like, makes fun of Sting as Sting goes out, you know? Sting's supposed to be the big I, good guy, but he looks like a fucking dope.
2: And then uh, so all Sting's fans lose, fans lose their color when his when their guy's uh, eliminated.
1: <laughs> uh, however, Ron Simmons, who is extra ang- angry now, he uh, grabs Johnny Bad, lifts him over his head... And says Johnny, and, and Johnny B. Bad's like begging him off. He's like, I quit, I quit, Ron, don't do it. And he goes, Johnny, I hate quitters. And he fucking does the Bane move. Oh. <clears throat> you know, like the Nightfall Bane breaking Batman's back thing. Yeah. And then, oh yeah, he elim-
2: I think I think they I think they got it from this.
1: Of course, yeah. And then yeah. he he eliminates uh, Johnny Bad off panel, as as you want the 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 end of the match to be off panel. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Yeah, totally. So Ron wins, and then we find out that the heckler the whole time has been Lex Luger all along. Oh my god! did the, they I mean the was guy that was on him? the cover? <laughs> yeah, he's been the heckler, and he's also also underneath that trench coat, he was only wearing a speedo. <laughs> Do you think at first they hair were hair like hair. They, they didn't realize it was Lex Luger? They're just like, oh no, we're being fucking flashed. <laughs> uh... <clears throat> Sorry, I'm coughing. And the comic froze again. So, Rob, what happens after Lex Luger comes out?
0: Oh, man. Uh, so, Lex Luger comes out. He rips off his uh, jacket. Um, his face looks totally fucked up. <laughs> um, it
1: almost looks like that thing they find in the Goonies. Sloth? Sloth, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that thing they find <laughs> in the Goonies? I haven't seen Goonies. So I don't know if that's sad or not, but... You've never oh, seen...
0: It took, <sighs> it took
2: me most our day dating my life to watch the Goonies, so I won't give you heat.
1: Yeah, yeah. Yeah, you're... I have to you find a I have to find a bill out there to make me watch the Goonies. You can't uh, you can't watch it now. You're not gonna like it. Why? You're not gonna like oh, it. No, you
2: totally you totally like it.
1: Yeah. Why wouldn't I like it? I like things. Yeah. I don't know, Mark. I don't know about that.
0: <laughs> yeah. uh, see, I think you like things, but you like very specific things, and this is gonna be like I don't know why people like this. This is dumb. The Goonies. Yeah. I don't know.
1: We'll see.
2: Did you like Str- Did you like Stranger Things?
1: I haven't seen Stranger Things.
0: He's
2: been, been, yeah, he's, he's been,
1: my podcast. I'll not watch Stranger Things if I want. Uh He's been
0: <laughs> busy watching Big Brother.
1: You know what happened was I was here one oh day when we, were, when we were recording the podcast and everyone was like, Stranger Things is no big deal. Who said that? Dan said it. I think you said it too. Uh, no way. You guys were like, this is whatever. And then like years later, everyone's no, watched it. And no, I, you, I was getting you, all these bad no, reviews.
2: Last year, man. Yeah. Years later, bad reviews. The, Mark, I think you're telling tales out of school here.
1: <laughs> no, Dan was definitely like
2: I think you gotta, lukewarm I think on the yeah. thing. I think you gotta throw a trench coat out on there, man, and hide <laughs> in the
1: crowd. <laughs> okay, so Luger, he throws a trench coat out. He grabs the trophy and he just like beats Ron Simmons over the head with it, which I think is actually kind of cool. And then fucking pile drives him onto the trophy, breaks the trophy. Uh, and essentially, he breaks his neck. Yeah, he kills a man. <laughs> he, he kills a man, and then he uh, he gives this whole big speech, and uh, he leaves, and that's it. Yeah, that's
2: that's a lot of ex- That's a lot of dialogue on this page. Yeah, There's he has so much.
1: He's like Missy Hyatt, Ron Simmons need an attitude adjustment. This moron thought he could take my WCW title, but he was wrong. This pathetic jerk figured he could match wits with me. But he finished. He figured incorrectly. This is a disgrace to our great sport tonight. We he does the whole thing. It's a real long speech, and uh, and he leaves. And the whole the whole first issue of WCW Number One ends with Luger beating the hero up and just fucking walking out while everyone boos. Yeah, which is kind of a badass ending, you know? Like nothing ever really ends with like the villain just winning and everyone just being sad.
2: What? Well, the ne- the next issue is entitled Heal. Yeah. <laughs>
1: So we know the the heels fucking do it, you know.
2: Yeah.
1: All right. So let's get into how much does this cost? Uh, I mean so if now. you were to, yeah, if you're yeah, now if you were to buy uh this comic in uh store today, uh, how much would it cost? Rob, you're the you're the, the home team. Uh, how much would it cost according to mycomicshot.com? Uh, the most expensive price I'm looking at on the page. How much would it cost? $40. $40? Uh, Bill, how much would it cost?
2: Oh, man, this was a rare one. I had a friend who worked at Marvel during this time, and I was talking to him about this when I worked with him, and he's like, man, that's really hard to find. I'm going to go, I'll give you two answers because one, because I'm a douche. Um, I would say low-end $25, high end 75
1: you are both too high. Rob, what's the <laughs> Rob, give me a give me a price.
2: Oh, wow. $8. Bill, I, I'll go 10.
1: 10? Too high again. <laughs> Rob, give me a price. Um $2? $2, Bill.
2: $5.
1: The price I'm looking at is $3.20. <laughs>
2: this is such an obscure rare comic you would think it would be worth so much more but
0: the demand has to be so so it's a low. Real low demand
1: yeah and there probably are more of them than you would think um yeah when what year did this come out this came out in
0: 1992 i feel like they were only making like hundred
1: thousand runs of comics at then <sighs> At that point, or more, because they were—that's the one. Like it was like peak. It's like when X Men One sold them like a million copies, (laughs) though. Right. So let's uh let's get into favorite part. Rob, what's your favorite part of this comic? Oh man, when Lex Luger pile drives that guy into the trophy. That is kind of—I didn't even realize he did into the trophy. That's fucking crazy. Yeah, that's crazy. The trophy (laughs) shatters underneath his head. Yeah. Um, my favorite part is actually I'm going to say the first time Johnny B. Bad saves himself from elimination. Mm. There's a whole, it's like a, a panel where he's like grabs the rope with his hand. And I think that it looks real cool. Uh, Bill, what's your favorite part?
2: Uh, PN news rapping as he fell through the air. <laughs> yeah, that's real good. <laughs> Easily. By the way, WWE.com did do a whole, um, like, like a whole review on this series, like four years ago. I've seen a it's few It's fantastic.
1: I've seen a few places. One of my favorite things is uh Chris Sims did like a thing about like the best and worst wrestling comics and he pulls a panel out from issue 11 of this where uh there's a drawing where Sting is looking in the mirror and the face looking back at him is making a different expression <laughs> which is uh just oh, just great, you know. Um
2: I, I, re- I really want to know how many how, like how many issues there were of this comic book. Oh, 12. There were 12. Yes. That's what I mean. Like, uh, I guess, yeah, it still boggles my mind.
1: <laughs> they did a, they How did a few, a full year of, uh, WCW comics. Uh, there you go. let's do least favorite part. What Rob, what's your least favorite part? Uh, when, uh,
0: when big Papa pump eliminates himself and jumps over the rope to help his little brother, or like that? his big brother. I did not like that. I, why? Because you,
1: you you wish he had a big a bigger fighting spirit.
0: Yeah, I mean, like,
1: why not win the match for your your brother? He has like a really weird like thousand yard stare too as he considers it. <laughs> yeah, There's a, like a close up panel where he just has like no expression on his face. Yeah,
0: says, "Um, oh no, Rick's hurt." Just like blank face. <laughs> yeah, uh, I, I've seen things. <laughs> my favorite,
1: my least favorite part, I guess, is probably, I'm just going to say the, the running uh, storyline where Paul Heyman can't get his microphone working, because yeah. I just don't see where that's going. Uh, Bill, what's your least favorite part?
2: Oh, when PN News is rapping and falls out to the uh, center, right? No, least no, favorite. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, that was my tempting humor. Uh, I think it was probably the fact that we didn't see Ron Simmons win.
1: Oh, yeah. So,
2: <laughs> it's like, we're literally like, you know what we need? We need like a whole page of Lex Luger dialogue. Yeah, we don't need to show a win.
1: I feel like that's because the artist had only a tenuous grasp uh, grasp on uh, how one wins or loses this match,
2: and also had a very huge crush on the Z Man.
1: Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and uh, yeah. So that that's that's the comic. Uh, Rob, overall, did you like this comic? No, I did not like. You this didn't comic. like the WCW comic? No, you know what? It's
0: it's fine. There's, I don't think as far as like wrestling comics go. I think this is pretty much what they should be. It's just yeah. like wrestling matches.
1: It is kind of a, a good representation of what wrestling actually is.
0: Yeah. I I do think that... I don't know. Like the other wrestling comic that we read, the Crime Noir yeah. written by Mick Foley was... Like we said, it, it's unreadable. I mean, mm-hmm. there's nothing... It's It's so confusing and there's so much happening that you can't really follow it. This, at least, it's like... They're wrestlers in a wrestling ring. That's the story. Yeah. Um,
1: Yeah. I don't know. I I'm not gonna read any more of it. It's a modest. It's a modest attempt they make, and it's mostly not super embarrassing. I think. I think there's some goofy stuff, but yeah. It could be a lot worse. I thought it was fun reading it, but again, I don't know that I'd want to read all 12. Yeah. But uh, or I also don't know that I liked enough that I'd be like, you gotta see this. This thing was crazy. Uh, Bill, what would you think?
2: Oh, I, like, it's, like, not good at all. <laughs> but at the same time, completely enjoyable. Because, you know, for me, it's a huge nostalgia kick for someone who watched WCW as closely as I did back then. But also, it's, like, I would totally read all 12 comics. Especially since I kindly glanced over at that WWE.com article where it's just, like, there's a a person called the Ghoul that haunts Sting, and a Cactus Jack and Sting fight on a cruise ship. I'm just like <laughs> that right there. I'm like, sign me up. I'm I'm ready to read it. I mean, I would totally recommend this to anyone who watched WCW back in the day. It's just a good laugh. I know that was not their intention, but it's such a, like a cornball nostalgia trip. I would totally recommend people go find it, especially if it only would cost you three bucks to buy it.
1: Which uh, character do you think out of all these? has the most potential to be a good comic book character on their own, or you'd want to see more of if you were going to see more of a character.
2: I mean, a handsome Z man would probably be whoever drew this, (laughs) Um, but you know, I, you know, obviously the the easy answer is Sting because he's the most cartoon character out of all of them. So he has, he's probably going to be, I'm not reading the series. He probably your best, Develop guy because he was the All American Hero, so I wouldn't mind seeing that, and especially if you delve into his Cactus Jack feud, which was awesome in real life. Um, yeah, I totally probably stink. I think uh, I,
0: don't know. I think you could do like a like a junkyard gang kind of thing <laughs> with these uh, these characters. Um, you know, Mark, you know the Junkyard Gang? No, what's the Junkyard Gang? Oh man, I don't either. No, the Junkyard Gang. I think that's what it was called. Um. Hold on, let me make sure I'm not speaking out of turn here. Junkyard gang. Um, oh no, that's that's Fat Albert. What was the uh, <laughs> WWF? What are you talking about? No, no, hold on. WWF. These guys. Fat Albert. <laughs> oh, it was the Hulk
2: Hogan? Uh, it was it the Rock and Wrestling Connection? Yeah, it was the Rock and Wrestling. Rock and. But they. It, were, but but, but they, it was the same thing. Yeah. It didn't, was the same thing.
0: Didn't they like work in a junkyard? <laughs>
2: Yes. No, no, no. You're oh, not wrong. They, they, yeah. told me they so... had like the clubhouse and went yeah. to... It's not that yeah, crazy
0: yeah. that I called them the junkyard gang cuz they were just a pun- a gang of wrestlers that lived in a junkyard. <laughs> <laughs> I uh,
1: I I think that um you know I like I like their version of Ron Simmons here, which I think is way more exciting than the real Ron Simmons, who yeah. I think is a pretty chill guy. Um I also thought that uh Johnny B. Bad was pretty electric in this. Uh huh. You know, I think that's a pretty it was a pretty decent character. And um I don't know. I What's also funny is
2: he, wasn't even, he was like still really new at that time too. He was like he was Johnny B. Bad was never a top guy in WCW. Like he was featured a bunch, but he like never like wrestled I can't remember he never really wrestled Sting. He was never really a main event guy. But in this comic book, they're like, yo, this is a main event guy.
1: I, I also like this Scott, this, this, like Lex Luger character where he would, like, this version of Luger where he would, like, hide and he would just, like, heckle the whole time and then show up and just kill a guy. And <laughs> just, I'm I mean, right. I, I think that's kind of fun, too. But yeah, I don't know. I, I, th- I think this is better than I thought it would be. I think it's certainly better than WWE Superstars or, uh, the weird, there's like a Stone Cold solo comic. Yeah. Or like an Undertaker one. I feel like it's kind of better than those, too. So, yeah. Uh, I mean, for a real comic, it's not. There's not there's nothing much there, but f- right. it's better than you'd think it would be. Mm-hmm. Not a total disaster. All right. Well, if you say so. Yeah. All right. So uh, that's the uh, that's the podcast. Uh, Bill, thanks for coming on. Yeah. Thanks, man.
2: Oh no, it was an honor. I'm glad Mark and I we've been talking about this for months. so yeah. I was really stoked. You can find this PDF and we uh, can go through it. That's just super cool.
1: What uh? What do you what's what's going on with Pop Break right now?
2: Uh well, you know. I, uh we're killing it right now man we just we just posted some really cool interviews we just posted one with William Shatner which is awesome we did a whole bunch of stuff at New York Comic Con uh we interviewed a lot of random people uh, like Carl Weathers and Michael Madsen and Ooh,
0: that's uh, awesome <laughs> yeah
2: i know it's in like Burt Ward so yeah so we did some cool stuff there and uh yeah we're just rocking and rolling uh check us out online the com, on twitter at popbreak.com you know Follow us there. If you really want to follow my boring ass Twitter feed, I'm at Bodkin <laughs> Excellent. All right,
0: cool. All right, Rob, you want to hit him with our plugs? Hey guys, if you want to uh, email us, you could do that at first appearance at gmail.com. Uh, if you want to just, you know, write us, leave us a nice note. You could do that on Facebook, introducing the first appearance podcast. Um, check out my other podcast, King me with myself and Dan Gagliardi, the official Stephen King movie podcast and uh i don't know that's it yeah. check out uh check out mark's reviews uh comic book reviews on the dot yeah all right and Absolutely.
1: uh yeah that's it bill thanks for having us on and we'll uh we'll see you guys next time we had bill, nice, bill didn't have us on yeah guys <laughs> edit I that out no <laughs> all right bye
2: everybody Goodbye. Bye.